you're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're doing a reading roundup, and we'll plan to do these a few times this year. We'll be chatting about the books we've been reading, our reading habits lately, and what our kids have been reading. These reading roundups are going to take the place of our book club for now, since those episodes take a bit more effort to produce. Plus, this will give us the chance to talk about a lot of books instead of just one. Books and reading are some of our favorite things to talk about, so let's get into it. I'll start with this. Reading is a necessary habit and form of self-care for us both, and I know for me personally, the state of my current reading can be a reflection of how stressed I am or how well I'm prioritizing myself. For example, I know we both went through reading slumps over the past year as we've navigated pandemic life. So I'm curious to know what your reading habits are like lately. I love this. That is so true of me as well. I will say that that is a benchmark for how I am overall, like how how much focus I'm able to give to it, um, how much time I'm making for myself. That is kind of a, how many books I'm reading is a direct correlation there. So I agree. Um, Okay. So yes, I feel like it's going pretty good now. I definitely um, at the beginning of the pandemic went through quite a slump where I just could not even focus on a book long enough to read anything and nothing felt like the right mood. Um, but I am back at it. I did miss my goal of 52 books by like five books in 2020, which really (laughs) bugged me, which I'm not even a huge, you know, I'm not necessarily the most goal driven person. Um, Mm -hmm. but that one really bugged me that I missed it by that much. So I really do think like, cause to me, that's kind of a push goal. Normally I would finish maybe two books, two books a month. So that's kind of doubling that yeah. and I was pretty close and I feel like that's like a really good that's a good indicator to me that I'm putting down my phone often mm-hmm. that I'm not just spacing out in t- on TV if I can read 52 books that means I'm actually like choosing a book over other things which is yes. good for my mental health so mm-hmm. um but now again I'm I'm kind of feeling like a bit of a slump again with all of the political mm-hmm. happenings of January uh, between an insurrection and an inauguration and a lot of stress in between the two. I feel like I, again, just haven't had the bandwidth, but I feel that difference. I feel like I'm not sleeping as well because I'm not winding down with a book at night necessarily. I may be watching the news or scrolling on my phone more. Um, So I don't like that. But normally I try to read most nights and Mm -hmm. uh, mostly on my Kindle because then it's like backlit and Jeremiah can go to sleep earlier than I do. So I like yes, to read have, Kindle in bed. the same sleeping husband yeah, next to me yeah. as I'm reading. <laughs> um, it's almost always fiction at night because I have a hard time learning from and retaining information at the end of the day for, you know, for some nonfiction. Um, I do read aloud to the girls almost every day from a middle grade chapter book. That's kind of part of our homeschool. So there's at least one of those a month happening. Um, and then we've been doing this thing. We've been calling it a readathon because I would like to make it longer eventually. But it will be where we're all just reading together in the same room silently, and we will set a Love timer. Um, and we'll even do like twenty minutes of fiction. Okay, now switch, and it's twenty minutes of nonfiction. And we have, might have our snack or you know our water with us, and we just like all sit and read our own thing, which is kind of nice because it gets me more reading time too. Mm -hmm. And I'm modeling for them and everything. And then they, um, you know, it's really nice for like 
those days where it's like the end of the week and I just don't have it in me for like a full reading lesson or we just, I can just sense Mm -hmm. we all kind of need to take it down a notch and then they're still getting in good reading time. So I love that. Um, I do like to have a nonfiction and an audiobook going too, but honestly haven't had the time built into my day that I used to for audiobooks. I think we've talked about this a little bit, like a lot of the picking up from school and running to gymnastics and whatever, like that was kind of my audiobook time and that's not really happening. They're always here <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm needing to be more present. So that doesn't work real well. I will do, I will fold laundry and put in an audiobook and that's kind of nice, but um and then, yeah, the focus necessary for nonfiction is difficult, even in the morning right. right now. I tried to read that like kind of as part of my morning routine, but I haven't found one that has grabbed me for the last couple gotcha. of months. So hoping okay. to end that slump soon, but that's the current state of affairs with reading. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I also had a lackluster reading year in 2020, um, not reading as much as I wanted to hitting kind of slumps. Like you said, nothing was just really grabbing my attention or felt like the right mood. Um, but similar to you, what's just so funny, we are clearly such avid readers. If both of us had lackluster reading years and yours was what, 50 books. Yeah. Like I, close to 50. Yeah. I, I still read like 40 books yeah, last year. Yeah. And, and if people that's are like, a shut up, that is, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so that was just really funny as I was reflecting on like, oh, I hadn't, I didn't have such a great reading year. I was like, hold on a minute, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so I started 2021 just like, okay, I got to turn this around. Reading is something I really love and I, I just need to put some good habits in place. And so I actually have gotten myself into a pretty good groove and I've good. already finished a handful of books so far this year. I do think what I have just really noticed, I did start the year off not necessarily taking like an intentional like break from social media, but just choosing reading over Mm -hmm. my phone. Mm -hmm. And that has helped so much. The other things that I'm realizing have just been such a game changer are my AirPods, my Mm -hmm. wireless Mm -hmm. earbuds, because popping those in, I feel like I, I used to just not have that time to like connect a wire to my phone where I could be like wired up mm-hmm. and listen to an audiobook. Mm-hmm. And now that my phone can be in one spot and I can have usually just like one AirPod in, I can be just hanging out with Maeve. Um, daily walks are part of my day with mm-hmm. her usually. So I'm listening to audiobooks then. And it's one of those things that then if you find a good one and you're enjoying it, you just find yeah. time to listen. Yeah. So that has really helped me. And also I've been listening at faster speeds, which I kind of thought sounded weird before mm-hmm. and I couldn't get into, but I found that if I start listening to an audiobook at at least 1.25 speed mm-hmm. or 1.5, you just are just already used to that cadence and right. it doesn't sound sped up. And I think that that's just really helping me because also looking at like, okay, I've got 12 hours of listening and it would be like, where am I going to find mm-hmm. 12 hours in my week to mm-hmm. listen to this book? But now that I do it faster, it's like, oh no, the time is like really ticking by. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that has been really great. Okay. Um, so I am trying to always have an audio book going and then always having a Kindle or physical okay. book going. So I like it. Anyway, so far, so far going well. I'm hoping to keep it up. Good. So tell me about any books you've finished recently and what you're reading right now. Okay. So you gave me this one for my 40th birthday. 
Um, mm. It was like the best gift. And I want to repeat this gift for other women in my life because I think it was so genius. It was the What Kind of Women Woman um, poetry book by Kate Bear, mm. which is incredible. It was the first book I read of the year. And I literally read it all in one sitting um, for like a dad dinner night when he was in charge, I took a hot shower and did all the lotions and potions and then just mm. sat down and like, I could not stop. I was so riveted by her work and like, yep. it was just speaking to my soul, but it was very yes. accessible also and like down to earth. Yes. And I just could not, I mean, Jeremiah put the girls to bed and then he's like, do you want to watch a show or something? I'm like, yes, but I will be down in 10 minutes because I have three more poems to read. Like it was just, I could not put it down. It's very short. Oh, I'm so glad. It's a beautiful book too. It's like really pretty on the cover. You gave mm -hmm. me that. And then the, um, the one line a day, five year journal. And I just thought it's just like such a thoughtful gift. And that would be a great gift for any woman in your life. But, oh, I'm um, so glad. So yeah, that is the first one I finished, which felt like a very good way to kick off, um, the year and a great book to put in like the guest bedroom or something. Like I just love mm -hmm. that book. Okay. So the second book that I finished was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, which was our book of the month for our in-person book club. Um, and I just really loved this story. It was the story of two sisters who grow up in the South and they are twins and they are black, but they are very light skinned. And one chooses basically to live as a white person in the white world and one does not and takes a very different route. And they kind of, it's just the story of how their lives look very different and I don't know, it was just a very intriguing story and it it approached race and ideas of race even within the black community, like very in a very interesting way. Um, but really good storytelling and you wanted to know what was gonna kind of gonna happen and if they were gonna find each other again and this whole this whole thing. So I thought it was a really good book. Um, you know, not like life changing, but very entertaining mm -hmm. and very much worth the read and and gave me a lot to think about. So that mm -hmm. was a good one. I, I, re I read that too and also really liked it. Um, and then, so those, that's what I finished so far this, this month. And then currently reading on my Kindle, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, which Ooh. we read one of his books, Once Upon a Time. Yes. Not Once Upon a right. Time. Right. How to Stop Time. How to Stop maybe. Time for a book club yes. episode. That's right. So you right. can go back and look for that if you want to hear more. But he just, I just recently found him on Instagram also, and he's a very entertaining follow there. Okay. And his books are kind of... I don't know. They're kind of interesting and there's always like some sort of like fantasy element to it. And this mm -hmm. book is really lovely. It's um, mm. basically, it's a little bit like it's a wonderful life esque. Like if you, that Ooh. you go to the midnight library and that's kind of where you get a chance. Each book in there is like where you get a chance to live out a different life. Had you made different choices. Ooh, so it's like between life and death, but very, okay not super deep and hard to it's it's a little bit okay. lighter than it, than it might sound like and it's right. just i don't know i'm really enjoying it um so that's a good one and then the other one that i have not even started yet cuz i feel like i need to give myself a quiet moment because yes. you've been raving about it and i think you're going to talk about it <laughs> yes, is the yes. idea of you by robin lee and i got it on audio cuz you recommended oh good yes and it was freds i just needed to tell you this that last time we oh we had a meeting that's right. We a had planning our planning meeting. meeting and last Kelsey week. showed up for Klempt after the <laughs> after finishing this book. And it is a romance novel, but it struck a chord with her and actually someone else in our book club had recommended yes. it. And so I'm like, sign me up for this. So I have not started that one yet, but it is it is queued up, ready to go. 
I am so glad. <laughs> yes. I had literally just finished it. I was also listening listening on audio and I was like, we were we postponed our meeting just by like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have like eight minutes left yeah. to go. And it just the ending left me just so emotionally exhausted. I was so invested in the story that yes, I came to you just like this emotional hangover, <laughs> just like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> I'm so glad you're going to read it. So yes. anyway, well, let me, let me, let me start with that one. I wrote so many notes about this. So I'm trying to think of how to like condense it because I just, it was quite the reading experience. So Okay, so I will say this was recommended, yes, by our friend Jen in our book club. And she said, oh, it's this romance book. It's this story about a relationship between this woman who is in her late 30s, who is divorced, who has a tween daughter um, between her and Hayes Campbell, the very famous lead singer of a British boy band. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like and we all laughed hokey, at her. We all laughed it, at her. Totally. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like kind of such a hokey plot, like totally just like a fluffy romance mm-hmm. book. But she had mentioned it again recently. And I was like, oh, you know, like that would probably be just like a fun in between book. I'm trying to do more audio. It was available on audio. So I got it. Um, so started listening to it. And, um, first of all, the author also an actor and she narrates it. Mm -hmm. So just the delivery is great. There are British accents, there are French accents. So just, and just having such a great narrator really, you know, like gets you really into a story. So there was that. Okay. So a few other notes about this book. It has the most explicit sex that I have ever read in a book. Okay. So that sort of took me by surprise. I have read not a ton of romance, but enough to have, you know, read, listened (laughs) to sex scenes, whatever. And I mean, some like pretty explicit. Like Fifty Shades. Did you read any Fifty Shades? I I did not read Fifty Shades. That one did not really call my name. I wanted to know how how it compared. Yes, I will be interested to hear what you say about that. Okay. Um, but I think too, just sometimes in romance books as well, they end up using like talking around sex and body parts. Yeah. And honestly, using like some pretty cringy like yeah. euphemisms, yeah. you know, which is just kind of a turnoff to me. This was just like, we're going to call it what it is. <laughs> and so that just was like, oh, like, oh, we're we getting not medical dancing here. around yes. it. Like they are telling me exactly <laughs> what is happening. But honestly, I was texting with our friend Jen afterwards, like it, like it was all consensual sex, safe sex. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't anything like kinky, weird, yeah. you know, it yeah. was just like explicit, just really steamy well. sex. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it kind of like took me off guard, but honestly it was really well done and I appreciated it the way that it was yeah. written. So that was really interesting. And you know, it's like, okay, it's going along. So, okay, this is like a steamy romance book, but as it went along, I just found myself getting so invested in the characters, in the relationship. Um, I just think that sometimes in in any love story in a book, you know, sometimes it'll be like, oh, these characters, you know, kind of see each other and meet and like suddenly they're like meant to be. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel that believable. Yeah. Like this, even though the premise seems is obviously very far-fetched, the way the relationship is developed, it's like, okay, I, I, I believe can see this. this. I can yeah. see that happening. I'm here and for so this I really, I, Yeah, I really liked that, that it felt as believable as it could have been. The other thing often about 
romances is I find them just, they're always just pretty predictable. It's like there's two characters, they meet, they maybe go back and forth, then they finally get together, steamy sex scenes, they're in love or, you know, going towards that way. Then there's some fallout, but you know, they're going to get back together and then they do. And then happily ever after. I was halfway through this book and I was just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And even up until, I will tell you, the very end, I really didn't know what was going to happen. And not only that, I didn't know what I wanted to happen. Oh, I felt very conflicted. This is quite the piece of literature here. Right? (laughs) Okay. In addition to that, there were also these themes and commentary on how women are viewed in society, how there's a double standard for women as they age versus men, both in relationships, in career, mm. also in art. Mm-hmm. I mean, this book, if this is like a romance book, this is changing my perspective of what a romance book could be. Like, I I feel like, honestly, calling it a romance undersells it to me for, from what I, my experience has been okay. reading romance books. Okay. This is next level. So, this is next level. I, I I hope mean, I haven't overhyped why. it, but <laughs> I am still thinking about it. And I hope that you, I hope that you enjoy it. I mean, it. I, I saw from the look on your face that this was something <laughs> I had ne- I immediately needed to download as you oh entered gosh. our FaceTime conversation last weekend. <laughs> like what experience? I was like, is what, is, is, what indeed is happening over at the Wharton household? <laughs> I will say I um, looked it up. Um, I can't remember when it, came out, but there was a review um, by Vogue that called it a sleeper hit of the pandemic. So I I think I am not alone in giving this a rave review. So anyway, if I I will just say for anyone out there, if you don't mind reading some explicit sex, which honestly, if that bothers you, you could just fast forward. I I just, I cannot, I I cannot recommend it highly enough. That part, this (laughs) is the best part, right? And then also if you are if you are writing the relationship well, that's a bonus of a book like totally. that, in my opinion. I mean, I don't read a I ton like that either, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's like the frosting on the cake, is it not? That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whew, that was a lot of words right, about we, the idea We will you. take a drink of water and be that's right, right. <laughs> Collect <laughs> myself. Okay. Also this year, I finished the novel Homegoing, which I had seen mentioned on many lists and mentioned by many other readers that I love to follow. And it definitely lived up to all of the rave reviews for me. This is a sweeping epic novel following the divergent lives of two half sisters from their homeland in Africa in the 1700s. So one Mm. sister stays in Africa and her descendants do. The other sister is is captured and enslaved and taken to America. And so you just kind of follow what those, you know, Mm -hmm. significant different events have on their lives and on their descendants. This is like a very parallel theme to the vanishing half. I feel like, yes, it was, I read like one after another and it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. This just, the, the characters were so rich, had such depth. And I just felt like the author was able to like, give you that depth and richness in character like so quickly like it didn't Mm. take her a long time to build that up and I just always really love that and I think it's just a mark of a great writer the writing was really beautiful the story was heartbreaking but moving I just I loved it and I wrote this I think on our 
book club Facebook page, I had this experience after I finished it. It sounds really weird. I just felt like I needed to lie down and just like absorb. <laughs> you have been shooketh by your book yes, selections lately. I, really I love have. this. I love I this. really have. <laughs> it was just, you know, and I, I think I would call it maybe historical fiction. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it mm -hmm. is following real events that happened mm -hmm. throughout the past few hundred years. And so just bringing some like those stories to life and just, you know, after finishing the book, it's like you feel like you've almost like seen or lived through since yeah. the 1700s, just through all of these people. So anyway, it was just like a lot to absorb, but highly recommend. Okay. It was so beautiful. Okay. I'll mention... More briefly, a couple of others. I um, just finished and then I'm currently reading these two books that also have such interesting parallels. One is called Becoming Mrs. Lewis and the other one is called Georgia. So Becoming Mrs. Lewis is the story of the poet and writer Joy Davidman and how she came to be the confidant and later the wife of C.S. Lewis. Mm, this is also mm -hmm. historical fiction. Those are both obviously real people mm -hmm. um, and like just about how they influenced each other. And then Georgia is a novel about Georgia O'Keeffe and her relationship with the photographer Alfred Stieglitz and oh. how they influenced each other in their work. Oh, that's cool. And I, I, I didn't intend to like didn't know the parallels between these two. Um, and just anyway, just been Isn't very that funny interesting. how that works sometimes. Yes, totally. Okay, and then finally, my last one. I just started listening to Just Mercy, which mm -hmm. is our next uh, in-person book club mm -hmm. pick. Um, and it is a nonfiction book about the author's work as a lawyer representing people on death row. But it's also the story of the criminal justice system in our country and just how blatantly prejudiced it is against black people and basically anyone who's not white or rich. Mm -hmm. um, and I really loved a quote from the very beginning of the book that I think just kind of sets a thesis for the book. And that is the opposite of poverty is not wealth. The opposite of poverty is justice. Mm. And these are really heavy, sometimes difficult topics. And it turns your stomach to learn about the truth mm -hmm. of how the criminal justice system and these systems work in our country. Mm -hmm. But it's, it is so well done. And he's bringing to life these people that he's worked with and these different cases. And so I'm just finding it really engrossing and really appreciating that I am listening to this and really thinking about mm -hmm. these topics. Mm -hmm. It feels, it feels really important mm -hmm. for really anyone in this country to be made more aware of this. So I'm look, I'm also glad we're doing that as a book club because I'm really looking forward to mm -hmm. discussing it. I love that. I like, I am really finding that especially I think a lot of us are feeling this overwhelm of like, and, and to our own, you know, detriment, realizing yeah. some of these, the depth that some of these problems go and the history mm -hmm. behind them, but it can also feel very um, intimidating and overwhelming to dive into that world of information and to be able to do it through story and through yeah. real people's story and to put a, put a, put a face in an actual community of people to an issue it not just being mm -hmm. an issue that they're talking about on CNN. You know what I mean? Right. Like exactly. I think is super important and the best way to access that for me personally, at least. So mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. I'm finding that too. So let me ask what books are in your queue that you're excited to read next? Okay. So I got, I don't know why, again, I've never thought to do this, but I was listening to somebody on Instagram talk about this, that 
um, diving in a little deeper with Martin Luther King Jr. And I saw this on MLK Day on Instagram and they recommended two books that are collections of his sermons or essays or letters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grabbed them on Insta- or on Amazon and I'm, I have those ready to go and I'm hoping to kind of add those into my morning nonfiction reading. So it is Strength to Love and Why We Can't Wait. And Letter from a Birmingham Jail is in there. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I have a dream speech, but some of his more um, or his lesser known works too mm-hmm. that are still amazing. And so I just would yeah. really like, I think we see a lot of quotes um, on Facebook or Instagram this time of year, especially, but to actually dig into the meat of what he was saying, because he was yeah. so incredibly brilliant and such an amazing yes. communicator, I think. Mm-hmm. And all of it is very, very relevant um, yeah. still that I think that we can learn so much. So I have those ready to go and I'm excited to dig into those. Um, I have This Tender Land up next by William mm-hmm. Kent Kruger. And this was, this is, I'm, this is just one that I'm seeing everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. I think the pet, the it's a novel but the pantsuit politics girls are reading it for like a new book club that they've started and they had talked about it being kind of where the crawdads sing vibes in terms of the kind of story that it is and the feeling it gives you and i am here for anything that gives you where the crawdads sing vibes because that's one of my favorite books so okay can't wait to hear how you have that that. and then i have home going on my nightstand Mm, as well because you had Mm -hmm. raved about that and yes um, that has actually been on my list for a long time, mm-hmm. like my to read list. And so it got bumped yeah. up to the top when you nice. raved about it. All right. You will not regret it. All right. Okay. Well, I have three novels on my next to read list that I'm looking forward to. The first one is called Una Out of Order. And this was recommended to me by my mother-in-law. And this is actually really funny. I talk about books with my mother-in-law and sister-in-law a lot. And one time we were like talking about books and like a couple of months ago. And she was like, you know, it's like that, it's like that book that you read where she kind of experiences things out of order. And I was just like, huh, like that doesn't really ring a bell. And I can't remember. I had read some book that had something about time, but, Mm -hmm. but not in that way. And I was just like, can you tell me more about it? We went back and forth and finally we determined like, no, I had not actually read that book, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) um, it sounded so much like a book I would like. So I am looking forward to actually reading. It just sounds like it has a kind of an interesting premise and like all I know of it, basically from her little synopsis and the title, it sounds like she does experience her life or parts of her life, not in sequential order. Okay. So that's cool. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Also on my list, The Glass Hotel, which is the new novel by Emily St. John Mandel, who wrote Station Eleven, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. So um, really looking forward to reading something new by her. And then also the new book that I'm seeing lots of people mentioned by Sue Monk Kidd, The Book of Longings. Mm, okay. And I... I love to go into books. I think I've mentioned this before, not reading anything about them. Mm-hmm. So I have not read even any synopsis, mm-hmm. synopses of either of those. Um, so I can't tell you what they're about. Just covers <laughs> that you've been seeing around and like, yeah. oh, I like and, that author. Uh, so let's go authors that I Authors that I recognize or mm-hmm. other readers that I trust. So anyway, that'll like be it. an experience. Okay. Okay. So as we've mentioned, we are both in an in-person book club together that we love, but it's definitely been different during the mm-hmm. pandemic. So I thought maybe we could share a little bit about what our book club has looked like lately and how we're staying connected and just kind of navigating that during this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we are, you know, in Arizona, 
like a lot of places, but we are not looking good in terms of numbers and things for COVID right now. So we have met the last couple of months, but I haven't personally gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I we're using masks and sitting outside. It is, you know, still warm enough here, obviously to do that. It's chilly at night, but then your face mask acts as a warmer. (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, I haven't gone. And honestly, I think that I'm having a bit of a hard time just wanting to go anywhere until things yeah. start to get back a little bit to normal. Cause it's just a reminder of how far we, for how far from it we still are. And right. it feels Not getting like, to experience it in the, yeah, just the normal way. Yeah. It feels like this. And sometimes that's good and worth it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. but I need some piece of normal. And sometimes it's almost harder. And I'm at this, Mm -hmm. that harder space right now, Mm -hmm. because I think I know we have some light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine. And it's, it's almost like I just want to hunker down until Mm -hmm. we get there or get, start getting there at least. Um, And I'm not, and not even so much from, I mean, we had COVID and I feel fairly, you know, we're still taking all of the normal precautions, Mm -hmm. but I feel fairly a lot less scared of actually contracting it, but it's just like, I just the stress of reminding myself of how the world is and how I would like it to be. Like I miss sitting around at a pub, having drinks Mm -hmm. and laughing really hard in each other's face, you know? And it just feels, it feels hard to go and be reminded of that almost, even though I want to obviously stay connected and stay in the book club. So that's been hard, but we have been keeping up with, we have like some random text threads that we've been texting Mm -hmm. about, you know, politics Mm -hmm. even or whatever. And um, a private Facebook group. So we will share book stuff in there or we will yeah. make a snarky comment um, <laughs> on Instagram. Our book club leader, Becky is an Enneagram one for those of you who follow the Enneagram and I am an eight and they are perhaps the sassiest of the, <laughs> of the types of um, the definitely most, have some sassy members. Yeah. That the keeps most, it fun. Um, what, what would you say? Like direct, I guess, yeah, and very right. like opinionated. <laughs> and so right. we will send each other, um, Enneagram type specific memes and things about this election and about this inauguration. And just, it's kind of fun to send that back and forth to the person that, you know, won't be like sensitive about it, you know? Right. Right. Um, I like that. So yeah, you know, keeping in touch with each other in other ways and supporting each other, I think, uh, has been awesome, but yeah, it's Mm -hmm. the book part of it and the gathering part of it we've been missing for sure. So Mm -hmm. that's been kind of where I'm at with it. And we were, you and I were texting about this after the last book club meeting. I think there's more an aspect for me of, I am feeling, I just, I have so little bandwidth Mm -hmm. right now because there's no school. I don't have any childcare because I have a baby that Mm -hmm. takes very short, inconsistent naps. (laughs) And so even though it's just the once a month, even just taking out that Mm -hmm. time, like at the end of the day like my little bedtime routine and maybe the hour that I get to Mm -hmm. myself is so precious and necessary Mm -hmm. to rejuvenate myself in the little way that I can. And so it is almost hard to like just go out for that. So I will say I have attended, I think maybe two, maybe two book clubs in person, like outside socially distanced Mm -hmm. um, since March kind of at first, I think that's about what I've done too. I think like that October was the last time I went last month. I actually attended virtually while some members got together in someone's backyard. Um, myself and one other member we attended virtually and it was really funny that we were on like a laptop and they turned us towards whoever was speaking and they also had us perched like right next to the fire pit so it actually felt pretty cozy like I felt (laughs) I felt like I was sitting there right next to the fire you know and it 
for for attending virtually while other people were in person. It worked out pretty well. That's good. Um, yeah, everyone was wearing masks and sitting apart. So I think I might feel okay going in person to the next one. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it is one of those things where, like I said, it kind of feels overwhelming to just get out and go somewhere for a yeah. few reasons right now. But I think once I'm there, like when I was there the last couple of times in person, just being near other people that are not in my household, being near other women that mm-hmm. are also experiencing just this hardship of being mm-hmm. home and parenting and being on all the time, just getting to laugh. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah. That felt really it's good. So, so I'm feeling like that could be worth it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling. I really am thinking that too. Like, especially, I mean, even this next month, it's going to be warmer. Like we already yeah. start to kind of warm back up in February too. And it just felt like, January was just, I mean, we were a week after the whole capital situation. Right. And it right. just it felt just like I had none, none space for anything. But um, yep. yeah, I think that, that that could be a good goal for February. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I would love to know if your girls have read anything that they've loved or have any series that they're into lately. Oh my gosh. We should, I should seriously start like a whole separate Instagram channel about this or something like we just are immersed in books um I love that so I'll just share a couple of the Vanderbeekers series is Mm. so lovely we read the um it's about a family of five that live in New York City and they have all kinds of you know misadventures and but it's very heartwarming and like not cheesy it's very like up-to-date and relevant it's Mm -hmm. a multiracial family and like it's just it's so lovely. I can't quite explain it, but we read the we, Christmas we have read, time we've one. Read the, we've read the first one and Ugh. it was also so lovely. Chris Chris was actually the one that got to read it aloud and finish it and he had tears in his eyes. Yeah, oh yeah, I but cried he for was very sure. emotional. Yes. Um, the Vanderbeek, so, that, so now we're reading another one and there's like, okay. they got a couple more for Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. So we're kind of reading, I will say for my girls' ages, I think that it works better as a read aloud right now. Maybe mm-hmm. Vanessa could could handle it but without Mm -hmm. having the New York City background too I think I'm still explaining what a lot of things are and whatever so but it is so fun and they just love it um another series that they both have read all of that actually our listener sent us that was so sweet and she did not expect Mm -hmm. any review and I wanted to like have the girls read them before I even said anything but they have loved them they sent she sent um a group uh she sent some picture books to both of us but then she sent these chapter books for my girls that Mm -hmm. are um I will show you they're so cute it's Maddie McGuire CEO and it's about girls who start businesses and they're very like they're just like perfect for second, third grade, even like I think an advanced first grader might do good with them. But um, I don't know. The girls have just loved them. Like they start like a, a pet camp in one of them and a bee, like a rescue, like bringing back the bees Aww, situation in wow. another one and crafting for a cause. So there's a lot of like um, giving back to the community in them too, but they're just done really well and super cute. And the girls have loved those. So thank you, Emma, for sending those. And I highly recommend, um, and then Vanessa has been super into the who was books. I don't know if Mm. you've seen these, they're like, they're little chapter books that have like the bobblehead character, the big big face on the front. Yeah. But they're all (laughs) biographies of, you know, different famous people. And she is just devouring them. Like she Mm. loves, she's getting so into history and she wants to know, she's very into like wanting to know like real facts about things. 
That's you know really what I mean? Cool. Which is mm-hmm. cool. Because actually at one point too, her teacher was saying, you know, she could use some more like nonfiction reading. Like she always mm-hmm. chooses the fiction and she's mm-hmm. great with it. But like, you know, getting some more of that in would be good. And now that's what she's choosing. So I just wow. really love that she's connecting like, oh, this is, yep. these are really interesting stories. It's not mm-hmm. just like boring facts, you know? Totally. So yeah, those are ones that they are just obsessed with. We are reading all kinds of books. We have all kinds of things from the library right now. We're doing a space unit and there's just like, I need to make an Instagram video, but I talk a lot about the books we do for homeschool and stuff too on my Instagram. um, If you want to go check that out, because there's, there's a ton. Awesome. You always have so many great kid book recommendations. So over at our house, we are listening to all of the audiobooks. Um, so Dash is a great reader, but he still is just not the kid that picks up a book and sits down to read it. Yeah. They will listen to audiobooks for hours. And so Perfect. I really had a goal for myself this year to just make that so easily and always accessible mm-hmm. to them, just in the same way that I have physical books mm-hmm. accessible to them. So um, got up to date on requesting like audio library books for them, got the Libby library app on Chris's phone. And I'm just pleased to say that that is enabling so many more audiobooks in our life. And I just really love it. Um, Cedric especially is loving the Magic Treehouse series. Mm. He's at a perfect age mm-hmm. for those books. And he will just listen to some of the stories over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Both of my boys will do that, which I just find really fascinating and didn't really predict. But I really love that. Dash has been loving anything with a mystery. That's what he has told me. He just really loves that. Um, I found just this random audiobook for him, just looking for like what audiobooks for kids are available mm-hmm. right now from the library. It's called The Winterborn Home of Vengeance and Valor. It was a seven hour audiobook and he listened to it in one day. Oh my when, gosh. When he finds a book that he loves, that is all he wants to do. That's awesome. He will go like curl up in his bed, like just wants to get under a blanket Aww. and listen to a book. It's so awesome. It is so cool. And then he will finish it and he will want to listen to it again. So I think he's listened to that maybe three times. He said it's the best book he's ever read. And so I was like, whoa, cool. So I looked it up. And what's fun is the author is writing the second, I think, in the series. And it comes out in like March. And so it's this cool thing where getting to experience with him the excitement of anticipating mm-hmm. a new book coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like make sure we get that right when it comes out. Can um, you tell me he, more about this? Hold on. Hold, yes. hold, please. Can you mm-hmm. tell me more and listeners more about how, how you do that then? Like, does he just take mm-hmm. Chris's phone into his room for seven hours okay. or like, how does that work? Okay. What so, is your setup for audiobooks uh, for kids? We can do a couple of different things. We do have a couple of little Bluetooth speakers. Okay. And so that will often be the way that we do it. We will set up either Audible. We do sometimes buy them audiobooks through Audible um, or through, um, yeah, the Libby app on my phone, which you can get Kindle books or audiobooks through your library. And then so, yeah, I can play the audiobook on my phone, but have it connected to that little Bluetooth portable speaker. Okay. And they can just go wherever they are in the house. Gotcha. Um, we have two little portable speakers. So some, sometimes they're a little glitchy, but we can often like have two audiobooks running if Chris's phone is running one and mine is running the other. Okay. 
but also sometimes I will just let them take my phone mm-hmm. and they know that they just leave it face down and don't mess with my phone and mm-hmm. they'll just sit there and listen to a book. And honestly, it helps me be off my phone. That's so true. Um, <laughs> so it actually, I don't really mind it too much. Okay. So that, like that that's kind of how it works at our house. Also, Dash just listened to a a favorite book of mine from my childhood that has a bit of a fun mystery. Um, I'm curious if you remember this one from the mixed up files of Miss Basil E. Frankweiler. Mm -hmm. I just remember reading that and loving it. I think when I was a little bit older than Dash, but since he can listen to it and Mm -hmm. he just said he really liked it. So that was really fun to kind of start to get to share those. I like it. Yeah. So that wraps up our reading roundup for now. We would love to hear what everyone out there is reading, what your kids are reading. If you would like to find Erica and I on Goodreads, um, where we keep track of what we're we're reading, we'll link our profiles in the show notes. Um, And we will also link all of the books that we mentioned in our show notes, which also show up in the notes of your podcast player. So check there. All right. And let's move on to obsessions. Tell me what you are obsessed with lately. So I think you mentioned this. Did you mention this on the podcast that the new grocery store is bringing you a lot of joy? The fries? Yes. The fries marketplace? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I have not gone yet, actually, because I don't like to go in the Publix right now. Right. In in, Publix is actually a grocery store. That's not what I'm referring to (laughs) in the general Publix. Uh, But Jeremiah has gone because he has also become a little bit obsessed with it. And Mm -hmm. he has found an Italian bread, which is very hard to find out here. They all taste like sourdough out here. Mm -hmm. They, and it's very common um, where I'm from in southeastern Wisconsin, because we're right close to Chicago. It is a, uh-huh. a big Italian area. There's a lot of Italian bakeries. And I mean, we could find like Italian bakery bread in our grocery stores. You know, they mm-hmm. had like contracts with the grocery stores. So I miss it so much. And he has found a good loaf of Italian bread at Fry's and he like buys the bakery out every weekend. <laughs> Tell me, tell me so I can try to snag one before he gets I don't, it I don't remember exactly what it's col- called, if it's like Tuscan something, but it's a true Italian bread that doesn't taste like sourdough. And I don't know why. Okay. I don't know if it's just because we're like West Coast uh-huh. that we have more that sourdough vibe out right. here, but it is like hearty. It's perfect for sandwiches, but not as hard and crusty as like a baguette or a French bread. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so Yum. good. It makes the best toast. So we're eating a lot of Italian bread over here these days. Okay. We're going to need to share that on Instagram so that I can see it. Yes. I will show you the actual label. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I am obsessed with this space where I'm recording our podcast right now. It is our new backyard studio. So jealous of this. This is amazing. I, I I have not shared a whole lot about this, but over the past couple of months, I guess it's honestly been maybe about six weeks now, we have constructed a studio in our backyard, a freestanding building. It is so cute. It has a modern look. um, And it is just a space that Chris and I can now use to (laughs) work quietly to get away from the chaos of our house. And it is amazing. And I did not realize that this is exactly what we needed in our life. And also it just, it looks so right in our backyard. I mean, we we constructed a whole building in our backyard and yet it just looks so natural. And it almost makes me, makes me feel like our backyard looks bigger. I think maybe because Mm -hmm. now we have more functional space in our backyard. Isn't that weird how you, when you add like really good furniture or really good, like it actually makes the room look bigger, even though you added a bunch of stuff. 
Totally. Um, so anyway, I am just totally loving it. It's been fun to watch it be constructed, but it's so fun. Chris has been working so hard on it over the past month Mm -hmm. or so. And so it's really nice that that has died down and now we're just getting to um, use it. So So tell me, this is like a kit, right? Yes. So this is a prefab kit, quote unquote. Um, But what is funny, I think some of my friends that I was sharing this with, when you hear prefab, you kind of think, oh, it's like, it's going to arrive and have like four walls and a roof and you just kind of like nail it together. Uh No, no, no. This arrived all in pieces on a flatbed truck and took a significant amount of construction. Okay. We were lucky enough to have a neighbor and good friend who works in construction who was clutch in Chris. <laughs> and then it did get to a point where you know Chris has really gotten very mm-hmm. handy over the past year um, they got like the really big parts together and then Chris was able to take over from there but I mean they were installing windows Chris was cutting siding they had to install the door mm-hmm. um, so it was uh, yeah not for the faint of heart okay <laughs> but yes but it all comes like pre-designed and a lot of it like pre-cut and right. whatnot. Right. So still still labor intensive, but the like yes. design work and picking out of materials is done for exactly. you. Exactly. So it's who is done. it through? What company um, is it through? The company is called Kangaroom Systems. Okay. And they have lots of these little like small spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like tiny homes or studios and things like that. I will definitely link to them in so the show cool. notes. We've we're very happy with it. And it has air conditioning. It has like yes. the little the little wall yep. unit. So that is awesome. something that we got added. So yes, it can be heated and cooled. It is just oh. um, you know we're still working on furnishing it, but it's just going to be a productive, cozy, quiet workspace. Yes, and I just love it so That's much. So awesome, so awesome. Um, what about any neighborhood news other than the Italian bread at the grocery store? Yeah, I mean that is like neighborhood news and obsession <laughs> wrapped in one. So I don't know that wrapped I into one. that I have any for this week. Okay, well I've got a I've got a little something. I, I'm just I'm calling this the annoyingly timed ice cream truck. Why can't <laughs> the ice cream trucks get it together in these uh, neighborhoods? Okay, and this is funny too. So if you remember when you lived on the street, do you remember a few houses down mm-hmm. from me? There was an ice cream truck mm-hmm. man. Sure was. And I had a pretty like kind of dilapidated old van that like wasn't the nicest looking ice cream truck. Yes. Um, Well, this ice cream truck has started coming around and I didn't recognize the people at first because it's like a nice looking ice cream truck, like Uh nice and new. Well, it's that same couple. Oh, okay. They moved away a while ago, but they're apparently still in the ice cream truck business. (laughs) And they've upgraded rem- their game. Remember that there were some home. kids on the street and here they come with their music. I'm just wondering, like, what is the ice cream truck etiquette? Once an ice cream truck knows that there's kids on the street, like how often are they really <laughs> able to frequent? Do you know what I mean? It's, it feels like they're trolling your neighborhood a little <laughs> right. bit. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like such a balance because I'm like, okay, a little joy of the ice cream truck. But at the same time, I feel like they're always coming. Like we eat dinner early. Yeah. feels like they're always coming by like right before dinner time. Anyway, I am trying to just like let go. I'm like, okay, the boys get an allowance. So if you want to use your allowance and we have started to be able to establish like, yes, you can buy an ice cream, but we eat it after dinner. Uh-huh. You know, it would sometimes be like that weird, like 4 PM yeah. time. Yeah. And it'd just be like, no, that's you're ruining ruin dinner. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or then like just buying like these giant things. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. Anyway. But that has been, yeah. 
does you, does yours fun. play because i don't know if it's the same guy who comes over here we're only like a mile and a half apart but no, does like yours probably is the same play unseasonal music like oh christmas music in the summer and vice Ooh. versa I know that you would not like no, that. No, I do Gosh, not like that. Honestly, I have not noticed. I'll have to pay attention. If I think they the... just, how does, how does ice cream truck music licensing work? Because I feel like, <laughs> right. I feel like this guy just bought like a bundle and just has it on repeat. And it doesn't matter if it's like seasonal or not. <laughs> they might be so used to listening to it. They don't even realize oh, what's playing. <laughs> nothing makes me more mad that it's like July and I hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on a freaking okay. ice cream truck. Like not okay. Not okay. Not okay. <laughs> That's really funny. And in my mind, it should always be like a summertime thing. I know right. here that like actually people are outside more when it's not right. summer. But like yes. it's just, it just, I can't get my head around it. I can't. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. As I mentioned, the show notes um, will include all of the books that we talked about, and those are in your podcast player or on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Find us in between shows on Instagram, where we are going to be doing a few more Instagram live Mm -hmm. chats coming up here soon. We are Hi Girls Next Door. And find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. And as always, you can send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Pause. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> I know. It's like we don't know how to do these kinds. They're like too no, easy. I, know. I don't have any. <laughs> I wrote None. it on the other one and I forgot to do this one. Okay. This seems like this is working. I have overcome needing to install a driver. I don't even really know what that means, but it seems like it is recording. We are in business. The baby is sleeping. I think this is going to work.